Tuesday, 14th anniversary. Happy ver- happy anniversary, Katie. 14 years ago, I married Katie. Great day. Getting better. Amen. Uh, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Today, I want to be talking about the law versus the police state. We'll go into a couple different things. But first, I want to start with Proverbs chapter 19, because it's the 19th day of the month. Verse 14, because it's my anniversary. House and riches are an inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. I have a beautiful wife, prudent wife, loving wife, um, so I just wanted to make sure that I spoke about a proverb that spoke to that. What is the law versus the police state? If you are aware of any kind of situation going on in this nation, most likely there is lawlessness happening. And one of the things that's been going on is that our education system has poorly educated us. We have bad understanding of civics, which is really the frame of government and how government is supposed to function. And as a result of that bad frame, we have a bad picture. That bad picture is the goings-on. The tribalistic power politics of our day is how we communicate the law. But that's not actually the law. It's emotion that we think will then lead into law, statutes, which is ultimately what we think and what everyone in this nation seems to be unified as. Whoever has the political positions gets to use the government power. And that's just a freaking hoax. I want to get to that, but I would very much encourage you to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, take the money you're already spending, switch it over, it's over 450 household products delivered right to your door, I mean, you probably won't order all of them, but you could, it's no hassle, cancel anytime. It is a membership, but again, there's no charge to get out. There's no hassle to get out. It benefits, blesses the ministry that I do here, and it supports American manufacturing. Take the money out and away from the globalists. Put it back into this nation. Do something smart with your money and get good products as a result. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaron. Thank you very much. Lawlessness. I hate lawlessness. Uh, Many of you who have um, listened to what I've been saying, thank you, by the way, and please share the content. Know that this year, not only did I lose my father on February 1, but it has been a journey to reinvestigate, relearn, rediscover what the law is, the fundamental law, getting back to the Constitution, getting back to the law. Now for the naysayers, the cynics, the hopeless who say, well, you're never going to do nothing about it. I would ask that you please just stop paying attention to me. Just just go on. <laughs> if you have that much cynicism, if you've got that much bitterness, just move. Just scooch. For people who understand that God works spiritually, insofar that his spoken word, when it's believed in your heart, will have a physical change to the world. That's one of the wisdoms. I mean, that's part of the wisdom of God. By speaking the word, which is how he created everything, When you hear the word, it goes into your heart 
and it fights for control of who is going to sit on the throne of your of your of your heart who do you worship now when you hold god's word in your heart the bible will be telling your heart your motivations your convictions what to want well it's the same thing in the law if you don't believe that the government is going to follow the law then what's it matter to even talk about the law? Because your heart is already convicted that the government's doing everything lawlessly anyway. Why complain about lawlessness if you don't actually believe that the law is being followed? Because if it's not being followed, and I agree with you that it's not, if you don't actually have the diligence and the discipline to learn what the law is, then are you really supposed to be complaining about it? Are you really doing your due diligence? Are you really making that varsity level effort to learn why things are bad? Now, for me, things are bad because it's sin. And the church is supposed to be engaging that sin with the gospel. If we shift into the law, we speak about our government. The Constitution is the law. The 50 state constitutions are the law. The government's supposed to be obeying them. If we do not understand the constitutions but we don't like what our government is doing, how in the law are we actually bringing righteousness and truth to the bad that government's doing? We're not. And I believe that this disconnect of what the constitutions say and what they mean, the frame of government, has yielded itself to a lawless government that knows it has poorly educated its masters to where the masters don't hold their servants in tight subjection. And so we are bad masters of our government because we let the dog we created bite everybody and bite us. This is, of course, what many people refer to as the police state. This authoritarian, meticulous, very hyper-nuanced government that can whimsically snap its fingers and throw you in jail. And you are just completely powerless because they got all the guns and the planes and the tanks and they got everything, which is more than everything. Well, this is stupid. It's a hoax and I don't like it. Someone messaged me on Telegram and referenced me to this man named Steve Baker. He's a journalist for the Gateway Pundit. This article is covering, uh, or excuse me, The Blaze. Um, Lawless FBI notifies Blaze journalist Steve Baker he will be charged next week for his actions as a reporter on the J6 protests. Now I'm going to play a video clip about Steve Baker here in a second. But what I want to say is that Steve Baker was in attendance of January 6th as an independent journalist. I'm not going to get down the rabbit hole of he's not a conservative or a liberal. He's independent. That's a hoax. That's dumb. I don't care about that. The law doesn't care about that, so don't give that frame any any effort. But Steve Baker is a dude that has he, he went into the Capitol. He says one of 60 journalists to have gone into the Capitol, but yet he's the only one that's actually being uh, sought after by the FBI. Now it says this, nearly three years after the January 6, 2021 Fed's erection, Blaze reporter Steve Baker reported on Thursday that he will be charged for his actions that day reporting on the event. Steve wrote in October that he was under investigation for the past two years by Chris Ray's FBI for reporting the historic protests in Washington, D.C. Even reporters aren't safe from this tyrannical regime Steve expected to be charged by the Biden regime. Now, I'll say this. Notice the subtextual fear. 
The subtextual fear is even reporters aren't safe from this tyrannical regime. That is framing the dynamic as it's the police state versus us. And the response is fear because if you aren't a journalist and you aren't big and fancy and work for the blaze and they're coming after this guy, they could do the same after you. And it is that implication that perpetuates lawlessness. That implication posits you as the slave, you as the servant, you as the one underneath government. And that's exactly what we gotta destroy. We have to destroy that idea. So by God's grace, I will do that today. There's another, um, uh, this is his tweet that he put out, Steve Baker's tweet. He says, breaking alerts, alerts. I mean, look at this. He's, he's, and it, let me go on some commentary about the commentary. The commentary about the commentary. Back up and, and look, recognize the frame. The red lights, red alert, red alert. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. This is a reporter reporting on himself and the goings-on of the government. This is a, our, our reporting system, our media is about entertainment. It's not about truth. People will say, well, he's a truth teller. Some guy over the weekend called me a truth teller. I'm like, I'm not a truth teller. I'm a Christian. I, I, I'm going to say what I believe because I'm convicted in it. And if I'm wrong, bring me the evidence. Amen. Please do it in a way that's going to, you know, uh, not prick my pride because I have pride. But God bless me the humility, please, in order to be told that I'm wrong. But I'm a Christian. I'm not a truth teller. I'm not, uh, I'm not an Anon, clearly. You know my name. You see my face, ugly as it is, though I hide behind a beard. I'm not a truth teller. I, I'm not someone who's on team humanity. I'm a Christian. And yet our media is about entertainment. This guy, God bless this guy, he's being attacked by the government unlawfully. I'm about to point it out how. And he's reporting on himself. Now, not to jump into his headspace, but let's try to flesh this out. He's either A, going for clicks, which I don't think he is. I think that's stupid, even though there's four and a half million views. Or B, it is so um, specifically unlawful and, and wretched that he knows drawing attention to it will rightly anger people, which clearly that this is probably this is his best tweet, best performing, most wide-reaching tweet that he's ever done. And it's about himself being under the gun of the police state. But look at what he says. My attorney. So there's a possession here. There's a possession. He possesses the attorney. Whenever you actually know the definition of attorney, you turn yourself over to them. In the law, that attorney is not yours. You are his. Like this is how the, this is how words are so specific. My attorney has just been notified by FBI. Now hold on, the FBI, which is a special commission and not actually an institution with a congressional grant of authority, is notifying a commercial actor that's a member of a private association that participates in commercial enterprise in courts of justice for money. That I, which is Steve Baker, one of the people who has secured liberty interests, am going to be charged by the Justice Department for my journalistic efforts on January 6th. So the FBI is in collusion with the Justice Department as they notify the attorney, who's a commercial actor, of the liberty interest of a guy that hasn't yet been violated, but they're just tipping him off, yeah, we're coming. 
Do you understand that this is so offensive and just a big fat middle finger to constitutional due process? You have government actors that don't have constitutional grant of authority telling commercial actors, attorneys, hey, we're coming for your client. Just heads up. We don't know what we're coming for, but we're coming for them. Do you not understand how on its face unlawful that is? And if you are the judge that signs that warrant, you deserve to go to jail. Because if the FBI is signaling or tipping the hand or, or doing whatever mantra you want to use, if they're telling people we're coming for you and they don't have a warrant, that's prejudice. That, like, that is prejudice of the law. That's prejudice justice. We're coming for you. We don't know what for yet, but we're coming. Excuse me. Do you mean to tell me that you, as a government agency, with agents that have sworn to the Constitution, are living your life receiving taxpayer dollars that are adversarially investigating me, and you haven't told me what you're investigating me for? Do you want to put that in writing? Please, please put that in writing. Please tell me the government is investigating its own master without constitutional grant, without sufficient warrant, and it's admitted not to follow fundamental form that you haven't even told me what I'm being investigated for? Please put that in writing. Please put that in writing. It's because we don't know what the law is that we let this crap go. Let's continue. For his journalistic efforts. Now, see, this is where the socially designed, poorly public education system has gotten us to say, well, free speech, freedom of the press, you can't do that to us. How about the fact that you guys are going against fundamental due process? And that's what we're going to focus on today. See, this isn't just about the fact that, well, I'm a journalist and so I'm allowed to come in here. Yes, shut up. You being a journalist don't give you any more or greater right than me to go into the Capitol building. That's my house. That's public property. That's where my servants do, do the job for me. What you talking about? I'm unlawfully in, you know, prohibiting or impeding a, a public proceeding. You want to swear to that? You want to come at me with this? Let's go. I have to. Look at this. I have to. This is, this is moral language. This is a morality. I have to self-surrender. Days never finish. Massa got me working. Massa so someday Massa set me free. I have to self-surrender because Massa told me to. Massa, Massa, are you kidding me? Charges are yet unknown. Do you <laughs> do you understand how? flagrantly unconstitutional this is. Do you understand how much treason is involved with this? The judge is involved in treason. The FBI agents are involved with treason. The lawyers at the Justice Department are involved with treason. And the freaking stupid attorney, who's a commercial actor, is involved with treason. Why? Because none of these dudes are looking at the secured rights of the people. And if you don't look at the secured rights of the people, then you are violating them. You're warring against the Constitution because the purpose of the Constitution is to defend personal liberties and to uphold the law of God. Stay tuned for more information to follow this afternoon. God bless this man. Now, I, I clearly am not giving advice. I clearly have not been to law school. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say if anyone were to be in this position 
where the FBI or some government agency is saying, we're going to come after you. We don't know what for. We don't know what for. We haven't issued the warrant. We don't really know what we're going to come after you for, but we coming. And you got to self-surrender. If you're in this position, or if someone were in this position, here's how I would understand things. Let's just do that. And by the way, before we get to this explain, explain sketch, I'd like to direct your attention to HumbleWB.Coffee. HumbleWB.Coffee, a private membership association, not in commerce. So you join, and a benefit of you joining is you get coffee delivered right to your door. Portions of those proceeds go through the ministerial work of delivering the uh, delivering Bibles and shipping Bibles all around the United States. Private membership association with air roasted coffee because 99% of coffees put their coffees in a metal drum, set it on fire and turn it around, which they boil it down and they got to load it up with a bunch of garbage. Humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, amen. Let's do, where is this? Now, before we understand this, what we need to do is understand stat. Oh shoot! Come on, statutory jurisdiction. This is what we're going to do. This is the one we're going to do today, and then we'll write a notice, Lord willing. So, statutory jurisdiction. There's my blank piece of paper, and we start out as we always do with the gospel. Right? You've got the death, the burial, and the resurrection because the rock rolled away. Jesus physically came out, and in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, he gives the Great Commission. In that Great Commission, he tells his church to what? Go, which is a command to go do stuff. This command is for the people, his church, right? We the people. I can't write today. This isn't my normal flowy pen, so this is like a restrictive pen. But you got we the people. Now, over time, the founding fathers who were Christians, founders equal Christians, because the founding fathers were Christians, uh, when Jesus says, all power in heaven and earth are given to me, go ye therefore, teach the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the commands, and I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. When he says this in Matthew 28, 18-20, this go changes things. Because before the Great Commission, God's people were not to evangelize. We weren't supposed to, the, the Israelites, the Hebrews, did not evangelize the message of God. They were all about obeying God. Well, now we need to obey God, but now we're about evangelizing people with the gospel, which is the death, the burial, the resurrection, the only way to salvation. So one of the changes that Christ instituted was not just the plan of salvation, which is what you get whenever you hear the gospel, you obey it by confessing your sins and being baptized into his name, right? Repenting of your sins, right? The, the response to the gospel is, is your duty if you want everlasting life. But among other things that Jesus did was he said, we are now going to go evangelize. Christ is zealous for his government, Isaiah 9, verse 7. And part of that zeal is that his wisdom goes everywhere and thumps all the other crap wisdom. Well, in this power, Jesus made sure that our rights, which equals power of free action, right? Your rights are powers of free action. This is one of the definitions. We, the people, the founders were Christians. What they did was they reserved to themselves their rights. So they understood very well the stuff Jesus gives them, which is life, liberty, 
property, right? And today we're gonna to be talking about due process. We're gonna talk about due process because this is one of the things that freaking lawyers and uh, bad actors in government and government agencies destroy. This is what the police state, among others, uh, among other of these things, this is one thing the police state destroys. Now, as my sister Celestial pointed out, that rights don't begin with the gospel. Rights eventually, or rights ultimately come from God, which goes all the way back to the, the garden. And you get your very first court case in Genesis chapter 3. But that's beside the point. I also want to give a hat tip to my mentor in the law, friend, brother in the Lord, Dave Jose. You go look up Dave Jose on Twitter, Real Dave Cares for the number four, you. Dave Jose, Real Dave Cares for you. He is my teacher. He's got the wisdom. He's the dude. Uh, that teaches this stuff. If you want to learn from, if you want to learn what I'm learning, if you want to learn what I'm uh, talking about, you go learn from him. Now, the founding fathers created this constitution, right? This constitution is a express, uh, express public trust. Now, before they created the constitution, they reserved to themselves their rights. And this wall right here blocks the stuff that Jesus gives you from the stuff that man creates. So if man creates government, because he does, because man has all political power, right? Man has all political power, and so we create government. So because we give government power, we reserve to ourselves our rights. Your rights are not underneath the Constitution. The Constitution secures this wall. The, con the purpose of the Constitution is to guard the wall. The purpose of everybody in government is to guard the wall. And nothing here can go into there. So now let's talk about statutory jurisdiction. So this Constitution and the 50 state constitutions have in it a legislative branch, an executive branch, and a judicial branch. This separation of powers, the legislature is not the executive, is not the judicial, is not the legislative, is not the judicial, is not the executive. These things are separate, they're independent, they, are, they have distributed powers. So what's given to the legislature cannot be given to the executive. What's given to the judicial cannot be given to the executive, cannot be given to the legislature. You guys can't cross the streams, no Ghostbusters, okay? No Ghostbusters can't start to uh, cross the streams. The legislature may write law. These are called statutes. Now, statutes are specific. These guys are specific provisions of power. So if all political power is here, people reserve their powers from Jesus. Remember, rights are the power of free action. So people reserve their rights, which means that government doesn't have all power. Make sense? If rights are power of free action, and people reserve their rights to themselves, then by definition, government doesn't have all power. Does that make sense? Okay, so now that government has been granted power, the only power government has is defined in their express public trust called the Constitution. And then the Constitution further divides that power into the legislature, the executive, and the judicial. Now, when the Constitution says that the legislature can write law, that is not the same thing as the Constitution. A statute is not the Constitution. The Constitution is not a statute. If anything, a statute must be in pursuance, like a cop car. You've got to be on a high-speed chase, chasing that Constitution. 
Wherever the Constitution goes, that's where the statutes have to follow. Statutes must be in pursuance to the Constitution. Why? Because statutes are after the Constitution. You have the Constitution, then you have the legislative branch, then you've got statutes, which means statutes, in order to be lawful, because this is the law, in order for statutes to be lawful, statutes must be in pursuance to the Constitution. You cannot have a statute that is written as though it's out of the Constitution or before it. You can't have a statute out here, and you can't have a statute here. You can't have a statute here. You can't have a statute outside the Constitution. You can't have a statute above the Constitution. And you can't have a statute before the Constitution. Can't happen. These things are dead on arrival. They are void. They are nullities because they do not follow proper form. Following proper form is here's the power. They put it in the Constitution. Or This is us, by the way. This is us today. Even though the founders were Christians... This is to say that Christ's wisdom did this. Christ's wisdom gave us this. Christians believe the Bible, so when Christians acted as these people to create government, they did it with Christ's wisdom. You do not get this in other countries, especially countries that don't have Christian foundations. So for someone to say, America's not a Christian nation, you're a freaking moron, you're stupid, go back to school and read the books instead of believing what your teacher tells you. So because the founders were Christian, they created the government called the Constitution that limits it according to this. Now these have to be, this is the form Here's the people, reserve their uh, rights, and the form of the law is defined by the express public trust. And then that goes down to the statutes. So statutes must be in pursuance of the Constitution. Now, one of the things that the Constitution does is that the people reserve their rights, amongst which are due process. Due process means that you cannot go against one of these people. Let's come down here. You cannot go against... One of the people, you cannot go against one of the people unless A, you have jurisdiction. And how do you get jurisdiction over people? The only way to get jurisdiction, because people have their rights and their rights are outside the general powers. See, the, this is a general power. The general powers that are specified here, general powers are listed by the Constitution. This is Article 1, Section 8. This is the Executive Power, Article 2. This is Judicial Power, Article 3. But this is also your state constitutions. These are your general powers. These are the general grants of authority. Here's where you can do stuff. If these guys then use their general powers, those uses of general powers are then specific powers. So when the legislature writes statute, that is a specific power. That is a specific law, right? The law, therefore, is specific. It is not general. General powers are for general law. Specific laws are for statutes. This comes important. This is important because these are not. These statutes may not be in pursuance to the Constitution. So back to our people. If one of the people were to be charged a crime, crime! Exclamation mark. Crime happened, you know, blammo, like the old, you know, uh, Batman movies. Pow, right? Pow, crime, people. The only way you get jurisdiction over people is by a witness or evidence that must be sworn, must be 
sworn. Now, I don't want to go all the way down the rabbit holes. Uh, I don't want to go all the way down to this, but a witness must be present to observe. So if a government agent, right? So if the legislature creates these statutes, but these statutes then, uh, let's say, create the DOJ, right? Which is, you know, which is what happened. Then you also have a special commission. The legislature, what they did back in the day was they did a special commission. It's not even a statute. This special commission, actually, no, it wasn't this guy. It was this guy. This president back in, what was it? 19 aughts did a special commission. And this special commission was for what? Special commission was for the FBI. Or what came the FBI. So now you've got this special commission from the executive branch of the FBI. It's not even a creature of the legislature, right? So then what happens is that the legislature writes statutes that the DOJ uses this special commission to go after people. This is a freaking hoax. This is unlawful. This is what the police state does. Now, why does this happen? Because law schools for the last hundred years have taught attorneys statutes, rules, and case law. So whenever they generate a lawyer, whenever they generate an attorney, an attorney is a member of the Bar Association, Bar Association, which is really just a PMA, a private membership association, that allows this guy to go do a commercial enterprise in courts for money. So lawyers get taught statutes, rules, and case law. They go to court for money, and they're members of a private membership association called a bar, right? The Bar Association. Some people will say, that's the British Accreditation Registry. I haven't ever seen that in writing, so I don't do it. But it's a bar association. It's a private membership association. Now, here, if, if you've got attorneys, right? Let's just say you've got attorneys in the legislature. You've got attorneys in the executive. You've got attorneys in the judicial. You've got attorneys in the FBI. You've got attorneys in the DOJ. What do you got? You got a bunch of people taught statutes, rules, and case law, and some of them go to court for money, and they are all over the freaking place. They are all over the place. What do they not do? They do not get witnesses or evidence sworn under penalty of perjury. What they do is they scratch this out and they say agents. These agents are now actors of the FBI. This is your FBI agent. Your FBI agent is part of the FBI, which is a special commission created by the executive branch, but it's funded by the legislature, right? So these guys send money. So now you've got the legislature in collusion with the executive branch, special commission, paying agents to do what? War against this. You see how these guys, legislatures, working with the executive to pay these guys to war against your rights here. Because they don't actually use witnesses. They, they stand in them of themselves. And their affidavits always say something that, um, uh, you know, swear to probable cause, which is uh, stipulated in the Constitution. That's the words in the Constitution. Probable cause, and then they use their magic bullet, to believe. Probable cause to believe. This is not a fact. They are not swearing to facts. In the law, you have to swear to facts, right? Evidence is facts. You will have FBI agents swear to probable cause to believe. This is not a fact. Swearing to your belief is not a fact. 
So anyone that's ever been arrested or prosecuted by FBI agents or any government agent, really, go look at their affidavit. Their affidavit will say, I swear to probable cause to believe that they violated 18 U.S.C. 40, blah, 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 right? So when they say probable cause to believe, they are saying that, what are they saying? I am not a witness. So that's another thing that you're guaranteed, right? Your right to face accuser. <laughs> you have the right to face your accuser. And if you never have someone that witnesses what you do, how do you have the right to face an accuser if the entire thing is operated by people who didn't even witness you do what you did? But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Oh, the other way to get jurisdiction is fraud by contract, right? So, you know, or, or maybe not fraud by contract, maybe just by contract right by contract so uh jaron owes me five bucks he didn't pay me five bucks i'm gonna take him into i'm gonna take him to court because i have a contract with him that says he's gonna pay me five bucks right so this is and you do all of this in a court so so these are not courts but that's not what we're going to talk about today what we're going to talk about today is the statutory jurisdiction right the statutory jurisdiction so these uh statutes right here they'll come out here and they'll list crimes right crimes you guys committed crimes, but here's the secret sauce. I'm going to give you a bazillion dollars of knowledge right now. These crimes, these statutes all 100% presume guilt. Every single last one of them. Now, why is that? Because they'll say any person, right, any person uh, who shot the dog, right, any person who shot the dog, any person who shot the dog, that looks like a bad word, shot the dog, uh, gets, you know, uh, 18 years or whatever. Any person who shot the dog. Now think about this. What does this sentence say? This sentence presumes that you're already guilty. Because if you're charged with the crime, the government is presuming that you've already done it. Does that make sense? By saying you are one of these people, you're a person who shot the dog, they've presumed your guilt already. So the mere fact that this guy is swearing to probable cause to believe, he's presuming your guilt. Now, let's get to due process. Let's write this notice. I hope that makes sense because by presuming guilt, and we'll talk about it here more, but before I want to do that, I want to get to this video because this is important. Hopefully that, that's prepped, but here's the video, watch this. Wow, but if they're telling you to turn yourself in without cause, they're not saying what you're gonna be charged with. Have you talked to your lawyer about your rights? Like, do you really have to turn yourself in if they're not even saying why? Well, it's either turn myself in or I, I end up with a SWAT team at my door. It's not, it's not much. Stop, stop. It's either, notice the fear. It's either I turn myself in or I get a SWAT team. Do you, under, do you understand what he's doing? Do you understand that is a false dichotomy? That, that's a fallacy. That's a logical fallacy rooted in bad education and bad knowledge of the law. But did you hear what the lady said at the very beginning? Listen, listen, listen. But if they're telling you to turn yourself in without cause, they're not saying what you're going to be charged with. Have you talked to your lawyer about your rights? Like, do you really have to turn yourself in if they're... 
Boom. Have you talked to your lawyer about your rights? Isn't that isn't that a great question? Don't we all ask this? But if your lawyer is argue, if your lawyer's been taught statutes, rules, and case law, your lawyer doesn't argue rights. Your lawyer doesn't argue this. Your lawyer doesn't argue constitutional due process. Your argue, your lawyer argues statutory statutory due process, which is then built on what? Statutory due process is built on stupid codes and regulations, right? And case law, and maybe even some legislative, uh, maybe even, even some legislative stipulations. Every J6er is punished under the federal, well, I'll let, I'll let you guys see it. I'll let you guys see it. Hold on. Let me, let me turn this off. Let me pop my camera up here. Let me do my screen. But I want to show you. I want to show you this real fast. If we can do this. Okay, then we do this. We do this. Let's just go capital breach cases. Capital breach cases. District of Columbia. Look at this. Let's jihad it. Boom, boom, boom. Look at this. Uh, where we go? Where we go? Where we go? Um, look at this. Every case is being prosecuted by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia. Following arrest or surrender, defendants must appear before district court magistrate judge where the arrest takes place in accordance with federal rules of criminal procedure. It's a freaking hoax. You want to know what that is? That is this right here. The federal rules, statutes of criminal procedure they've already presumed that you're guilty in the federal court system today the federal prosecution today they use statutes that presume your guilt which violate constitutional due process don't just take my word for it let me show you let me show you let's bring this up let's go to our um right here this is what we're going to do. Actually, what we'll start out with is we will start out with a notice because in the process of the notice, we'll go through, um, we'll go through what it, it, uh, it looks like. Let's do this. Let's do this. Big. Nope, nope, nope. Here we go. All right. Let's jihad this. Uh, view. Zoom. 200%. Okay. Now, what I want to do is I want to say, if it were me, if Jaron were the guy that the feds were going to say, hey, we don't know what we're going to arrest you for, but we're coming, right? We don't know what we're going to do, but we're coming. I would do this. <laughs> this is what I would do. So none of this is advice. In fact, I would not do it if I were you. Um, this is what I would do because I know what the law is. So here we go. Let's go to, um, what do we want to call this? We just want to do a notice. We're not even going to swear to it. Notice of um, uh, demand, because we're demanding stuff. Notice of demand of constitutional due process of law and uh, due process of law against unlawful uh, presumptions, un unlawful statutory presumption. Statutory presumption. Now, you always want to send it formats, let's do page, let's do legal, boom, right? Then you always want to do doom doom. Notice to agent is notice to principal 
wait, wait, wait. Notice the principal. That's what. Notice the principal is notice to agent and notice to agent is notice to principal, right? And uh, what we're doing with the notice is we're giving observation, but we're also going to lock them in uh, by demanding strict observance to the Constitution. You can do this by right. If you want to learn more, you need to go to at real Dave cares for you on Twitter. Um, all right. So what we want to do now is I'll write it as though I would doing it. Uh, do another one. I, Jaron Jackson, and I always start my notices from scratch. I always start my affidavits from scratch. I'm not going to give a template. I'm not going to share. You either watch and you create it for yourself or you don't, and that's fine. Take ownership of your own freedom. Amen. Uh, I, Jaron Jackson, one of the people, because why are we standing that? Because we, we create government. That's what we do. Um, as seen in Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1. That's the part where it's all political powers inherent in the people. Government's instituted for the security benefit protection and to promote the general welfare. And they have the right to alter, reform, or abolish the same whenever it serves the public good, so long as the act is not republic against or repugnant to the Constitution. Right? That's what that says. You can go find it in your state constitution's ballotpedia. I want to say republican form because I'm someone who creates governments. Um, I'm sui juris. I'm doing this by right. I have no legal or mental handicap, which means that you can't stop me. Uh, and then I want to say, uh, do serve you. The dude in charge of the DOJ is the Attorney General. This is Merrick Garland. And by sending it to Merrick Garland, and he's the principal, he has to go tell all of his people. So any U.S. attorney that would prosecute me is now being bound and tied up and being given notice by this. This notice... Uh, by necessity, because this is a big deal, um, uh, that you do provide care. Boom. Because it's not immediate care because they haven't yet charged me. Right? They haven't yet prosecuted me. I'm not, I'm not in any trouble. Like No one's done anything to me. What I'm just going to do is I'm just going to send them notice before there's a controversy. I'm going to, by right, before there's a controversy, tell them what the law is so they shut up and get out of my face. And they never get in my face. Please take notice of the recent Bruin decision. Now, the Bruin decision, your lawyers will tell you that it's about firearms. It's not about firearms. It's about a return to original intent. It's about a return to the historical analysis method in the law. It's about a return to understanding that the explicit words in the Constitution reflect an express trust. And what is not explicitly written is explicitly prohibited. When that makes sense, you get that from a um, from a, a Christian perspective. You get that from a do not add or take away from this book. Do not add to scripture. Don't take away from scripture. Jesus in the in the while well, he was being tempted in the Matthew four, uh, when the tempter came to him three times, Jesus said, "It is written." You use the law. You stand on the law because you believe what's written. This methodology has been taught to me by Dave Jose. You can find him at Real Dave Cares for You on Twitter. Uh, please take notice the recent Bruin decision that declares um, uh, what do I want to say? The fundamental law, the fundamental law um, of the land is no, no, no. That's 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 what I want to do. Uh, the fundamental law and um, no, no, no. Fundamental law is the text of the. Uh, Constitution uh, and the historical 
historical analysis method is for understanding the meaning of the law. Please take notice that, oh, uh, that the Black's Law Dictionary, let's do fourth edition definition, definition of law of the land is, and then let's find it so I can show it to you. Law of the land, law of the land, law of the land. Let's get that out. Uh, we're looking for the L's, L-A-W, 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 L-A-W. There we go. There's the camera, there's the camera. Get this, get that. Do this right here. So here's your Black's Law fourth, law of the land. Law of the land is an actual term. It's different from law of the case. This is case law. This is not the law of the land. This is law of the land. This is not case law. Law of the land is due process of law. By the law of the land is most clearly intended the general law which hears before it condemns. It hears before it condemns. What do statutes do? Statutes presume guilt, which proceeds upon inquiry and renders judgment only after trial. Let's turn the page. Here's your million dollars. Everything which may pass under the form of an enactment is not the law of the land. Right? Everything which may pass under the form of an enactment is not the law of the land. Question. What passes under the form of an enactment? Answer. Freaking statutes. Statutes pass as enactments under the legislature. So, enact, so enactments of the legislature are not the law of the land. Make sense? All right. Excuse me. Now let's get to what I want to do here because I wrote this one down. Um, this is due process of law by the law of the land is most clearly intended the general law, and I'll clean up mistakes, which hears before it condemns, which proceeds upon inquiry. Inquiry was, is not uh, allegation, and renders judgment only after trial. Everything that may pass under the form of an enactment is not the law of the land. Boom. Okay. Uh, no spelling errors. Cool. And then that, so that's what we'll do that. And what we're doing there is we're basically telling them, hey, here's the definitions, bro. Like, here's the definitions of the, of the things. Now, to, to say that this matters, let me do, let me do this. Let me, let me take a quick departure. And if, if you don't, if you don't believe that definitions don't matter, this was put out not even, but you know, at the time, probably an hour ago now, but I clipped it at 11 minutes. 11 minutes ago by Guns and Gadgets. Listen to the first minute of what he says. The very first minute, watch this. Hey everybody, welcome to Guns and Gadgets, the premier source for Second Amendment news. Do I have something you need to see today? I want to tell you that <laughs> the government has just re just filed their, their uh, filing to the United States Supreme Court 
In the bump stock case, that's the Garland v. Cargill case, and whoo, they admit in this filing that they've just changed things without congressional laws to affect what you and I can own, and it's there. They also have one bold-faced lie in there that I want to tell you about. All right, so my whole point for showing any of that is just to show that the government changes definitions. Definitions matter. Words matter. Words are the building blocks of ideas, and so if you don't know what words mean, your ideas probably don't mean what you think that they do, which is why the Bible, which is why God performs his word, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. God cares very much about his Bible because he told you what he wants, what he thinks, what's going to happen, and what he's going to do. This is why the Bible matters. This is why this is why Christians read the Bible and not your internet celebrity pastors or your internet church to pick at a scab that was developed over the weekend. So uh, we're going to continue to go back to this. So we've got this. Now we're going to get to the meat where we just tell them what's up. We just tell them, hey, what's up? Please take notice that. And then what I want to say is uh, that statutes... Um, as distinguished, which is a very smart way of saying it ain't the same, uh, from general laws, from general law. Now remember, general laws, right? General laws are the grants of power, right? The grants of power is the law. The general law must be uniformly applied. A statute that specifies a crime is not uniformly applied. It's a specific statute. It's not uniformly applied to all persons. It's only it's only applied to persons that do exactly what they say. So because it's a specific law and it only does what's exactly there, it's not a general law, which means it's a specific law. And so because it's a specific law, it ain't general law. General law is the law of the land. You can't have uh, enactments that are laws of the land. As distinguished from general law, presume guilt uh, before trial. Now remember, we have the, uh, where's my this, where's my this, the picture. You have, producer, producer of one, folks, if this is important, enlightening, effective, or educational, please go to the links in the description, the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option, take your money out of the godless commies and put it into American manufacturing and support the work that I do, because I'm literally giving you a million dollars of information and if you've got people who the FBI is coming after here's here's your <laughs> here's how you can tell them to go shove it all right here's in the law by the way uh, but but look, remember this what was I saying um, you have constitutional due process constitutional due process is what has to be uh, it has to be notified and heard you have to have notice and have uh, you have to be heard before they presume guilt but if they're using statutes that are specific law, the statutes presume your guilt before you ever get to get in front of a freaking jury, which is which is totally unlawful. Like the whole thing is a violation of, of constitutional due process. And I'm showing you, I'm showing you how it is. Um, uh, it's a, a guilt before trial, uh, people uh, reserved rights uh, from, no, 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 no. Reserved rights, which include um, uh, constitutional due process of law 
from the general powers of the government, which includes, um, uh, or, or excuse me, which statutes, um, um, what, how do what? From the general powers of government, which statutes may not presume to challenge. Oh yeah, which which statutes may not presume to challenge. You, this is not saying that you can't charge people with crimes. You can. This is saying charging people with statutory crimes is using specific laws against the guaranteed due process of law. Due process of law means that you have to be heard before guilt is presumed. A crime, a statutory crime, presumes guilt by definition because it's saying anyone who shot the dog. And then they turn around and say, we're charging you with the crime that says you shot the dog. Well, there's a difference between we're charging with the, you with the crime of you shot the dog versus we're charging you under this crime, which defines you as someone who shot the dog. It's, I, I, I hope that makes sense. It's incredibly subtle. It's incredibly subtle, which is why it's so dangerous. The danger is you have to be heard in a trial by something that you're being charged with that the charge itself cannot presume that you've already done it. I'm being charged with murder. Well, that is investigating. It's asking the question, did you murder? Which is open-ended, which is the point of the trial to answer. That's why the Supreme Court will always say, the relevant question here is boom. Because the question requires an answer. In the law, a, 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 a question that needs an answer is what we commonly refer to as justice. You need justice. A wrong has happened. Something has happened. What's the question? What, there's a controversy. There's a fight. There has to be the law that decides what's right. You can't have constant fighting, which is another Christian presupposition. The Prince of Peace, right? You will have peace that transcends all understanding. The peace that you get when you believe the gospel is that you are now at peace with God so that you can have peace with your fellow man, so that you can have peace for generations. This is how God's wisdom works. It ain't stupid. So when people give stupid statutes that put in the statutes uh, any person who, sh who shoots a dog is guilty of this crime. The crime uh, presumes your guilt on its face. Instead of saying you've, you've killed a dog, it's saying uh, we're charging you with this crime that says you've killed a dog. That, that's, that's a very, I, I hope that makes sense. I really do. Because if you can understand that, you can see how these godless freaking commies are using words and manipulating things to destroy lives. Steve Baker is paying an attorney money who's, who himself is conducting commercial enterprise and he's not even telling Steve Baker his right to constitutional due process because the attorney doesn't freaking know it. That he hasn't been taught it. So you're spending money on lawyers who don't even know what the law is and they aren't telling you what your law is, so whenever you come up with special commissions and they say, you have to self-surrender, it's either this or a SWAT team. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Gosh, this makes me so mad. These people are so wicked and so evil. Let's continue. 
which statutes may not presume to challenge. Mm, that's so it, it is so it is so maddening to me. God gave me a mind for words. He gave me a father who is an attorney. He's he's in heaven right now. My father as an attorney was incredibly specific, very precise with his words. He would ask exacting questions of us kids growing up. I have been built for this battle. And now that I know the law, the talents come with it. Oh, I want to smash. These people are so freaking evil. And most of them don't even know it. Some of them do. But most of them don't even know it. And when this lady, the, the lady on the video, when she asks the journalist, these, these are normal people. These are your neighbors. And your neighbors, they know something's wrong. They, they, it doesn't sit well with them. They know something doesn't make sense. But because people haven't been taught, they can't put their finger on it. I'm telling you exactly what this is. Your statutes aren't general law. They're enactments of the legislature that are specific provisions that cannot go against your secured rights. Your constitutional due process of law requires you first be heard before they can presume your guilt. A statute that is a statutory provision on identifying a crime directly presumes your guilt. So whenever they charge you with a statutory crime to pull you into a statutory jurisdiction to get you to go according to the stupid federal court criminal procedure, they're loading you up with the freaking burden that you don't have to carry and that the Constitution defends you from. And the people in government are freaking sworn to not do what it is that they're doing. They all are freaking unlawful. Mm, this is so mad. So frustrating. Sworn trustees have a duty. This is, this is the part. Like, you swear your duty and you're not doing it. You have a sworn duty to, at all times, uh, defend rights of the people. This is making me mad. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, which means using statutes... To criminally charge, criminally people is unlawful. Um, it uh, violates the constitutions. We're going to say all of them because it does. And all proceedings uh, following are a nullity. And we want to see, see evidence below. And what this is based statute to to toots can't even type. Uh, then we do please take notice. Let's do that bold. Uh, basically, when when a when a court case uh, is statute is is following statutory provision, it's derogating. It's going against. It's abrogating the secured rights. You can't do that. That's that's it's it's wrong. Um, so uh, we want to say here, Oklahoma Constitution, always try to use your state constitutions. Article 2, Section 7, then we want to say no person, no person shall uh, be deprived of life, liberty, uh, or property without due process of law. That's Article 2, Section 7. Uh, there is, uh, I don't have it, I mean, I've got it memorized. It's basically, it's Miranda, Miranda versus Arizona. I don't have the exact because I didn't take the notes, but it's basically where rights secured in the Constitution are involved. 
there can be no rulemaking or legislation that abrogates them. Now you need to go check that. Don't write this. I mean, this is the idea, but you need to get it precise and you go you go back and do it. But that's Miranda versus Arizona, 1966. Uh, but I'm not going to put that in there, so we're just going to delete that. But that basic that's basically telling them here's the Supreme Court saying you can't use rules or legislation to go against secured rights. So if you have the secured right of due process of law that has to be heard before it's presumed guilty, um, you can't have a statute that presumes guilt. It's freaking hoax. Um, maxim of law, and we're going to do uh, where form is not observed, a nullity of the act is inferred or follows. And that's from Edward Koch, uh, 12 Koch 7. Edward Koch was a dude that was before Blackstone. Uh, oh, shoot, shoot. What's this? What's this? I don't know how to do that. Click something. Um, and then we make this bold. And then what I would do, uh, again, not advice. None of this is advice. Please take final notice that I uh, demand strict observance to the trust indenture. This is the Constitution of the Constitution and the Oklahoma Constitution. All right? If I could type. And then what we're doing there is failure to follow uh, this notice is construed uh, as war against the Constitution um, with full knowledge, malice, and intent. Uh, and then we want to give them the ability to, uh, you can give evidence, ev ev evidence, and this is where you do your remedy part. I'm not going to write it because that, that makes you lethal. Um, and if you don't, if you don't take the time to learn what the law is, I just told you what the law is. But if you don't understand, if if you don't go learn from Dave at Real Dave Cares for You uh, Twitter, and you're not taking the time to learn how these ideas go, giving you the remedy portion is is you are then going to trust in this document instead of the law. Right, you're you're then only going to say um, I'm trusting that document to do what it needs to do instead of trusting the law to do what it should do. Um, but basically, you want to give the guy evidence, and and here's the deal: you want to give the guy evidence, um, um, you know, uh, submitted by affidavit um, or by tacit acquiescence. Uh, these are the high points. By tacit acqui, I can't spell acqui. There we go. Acquiescence. Um, uh, you agree to all statements, and uh, the notice uh, stands against you as evidence uh, in all courts of record. No court can rehear it. Um, you, and then you uh, put in a put in a fine, put in a penalty. You know, I by right impose a penalty um, of you know, say a million bucks. I'm gonna fine you a million dollars for violation for violating this right. 
Um, and then you can say any agent, you know, get creative. Any agents uh, involved in uh, statutory or uh, involved in unlawful prosecutions uh, against, pff, I can't type, against constitutional, against my uh, constitutional uh, right to due process, agree to pay me a daily fine of you know 5,000 bucks or whatever it is and then as uh, Dave and his students you know teach the Supreme Court to get us back to what the law is these things stand as contracts um, but this is also bolstering this but because you would have this certified and you would understand that hey I sent this I would send this not just to what's his face Garland I'd send it to Garland I'd send it to your um, whatever U.S. attorney is in whatever district you're in. So I don't even know who that is because I don't care. Um, you know, but the U.S. attorney in Northeast Oklahoma, I don't know who that is. Um, uh, see who else. I'd send it to the U.S. Uh, Chief Justice of Northeast Oklahoma. That dude's name is um, oh um, John Heil. John Heil is that guy's name. Um, then I'd send it to, because I'm in Oklahoma, I'd send it to the 10th Circuit. Uh, that guy's name is Jerome Holmes. <laughs> Funny thing about Jerome, so that that's a judge, that's a federal judge. Funny thing about Jerome is that he sent his, uh, he had his um, clerk, <laughs> he had his clerk send me some mail and be like, we can't take this. And I sent him affidavit back. I was like, you better shut up. <laughs> You, 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 like, you have the right to give remonstrance to anybody in government by right. So if you want to tell people what the law is, they can't tell you, you can't say this. You need to smash them in the face with the law and say, you better shut up. I got the right to remonstrance. Show me the law where you have the power to abrogate my right to remonstrance. And whenever they shut up and they don't answer, that's the law. And if they ever go against that, you've got that proof. Hey, I sent this. Why didn't you answer? And then they get hammered because if you give notice and they don't respond, they agree. So just because, or just like here, where we looked at the Black's Law definition, law of the land, it's due process of law. By law of the land is most clearly intended that the general law, which hears before it condemns, which proceeds upon inquiry and renders judgment only after trial. It hears before it condemns. If you've given people notice and you can prove that you gave them notice, that's taken in the law as them having gotten notice. So if they then go against you and you've got the proof, hey, I sent you guys this, the judge is going to look at them and be like, why did you not respond to their notice? They gave you notice because then at that point, and for the cynics, and let's let's get off that, but for the, for the cynics who look at this and say, well, all the judges are unlawful and they don't do anything and they never, they never obey the law. First of all, you guys haven't, if, if you haven't, if you don't know the law, then how do you know that the judges are going against the law, first of all? But secondly, if you've given them notice and the judges go against it, do you not understand that that, goes to, that strikes at their partiality? That, that, that means that they are no longer independent. A judge that's not independent makes the whole thing nullified. If you then take that and you say, hey, uh, Chief Justice, hey, uh, Circuit Court, hey, Supreme Court, this is what's going on. They strike that down. Now, if you keep going, the cynic will still say, well, but they're all lawful. First of all, you should just stop watching me. Just go. You give this to your sheriff. 
hey, sheriff, I'm telling these guys, here's what the constitutional due process of law is. They can't use these statutory provisions to derogate my right. That's what they're doing. I've given them notice. Now they're going to come after me. Sheriff, you owe me the right to defend my rights. You can't let the FBI come in and do thing, do this stuff. If more sheriffs knew what constitutional due process of law was, do you think that they would allow the FBI just to roll up on people's houses like this? See, in the law, what we want is controversy. We want controversy in the law. We want that fight. We want it. We want it because we're standing on truth. We want it because we are right and they are wrong. We want it because that's righteousness going against lawlessness. But you got to have the fight. No power will ever self-deteriorate. Ever. It has to be applied. It has to be granted. It has to be taken. You have to have the fight. Have to. This is why if you aren't taking the time to study and you don't know, I would not do it. Because if you don't know and you can't back it up, don't go for the fight. But this is also the invitation and the call to learn from Dave, learn from me, share the content, but also go do your own reading. Look into the old authors, study the maxims, understand how these very shrewd, very devious people are twisting words to strike against foundational liberties. The people on the video, the, the journalist and the lady asking him, he, she recognized, well, haven't you talked to your attorney about your rights? That's the reductio of all of our public education. I got my rights. That's it. That's all they got. That's literally all they have. I got my rights. Oh, yeah, which ones? Well, duh. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do what you're doing. Oh, yeah, show me. Where can't I? Why can't I do what I'm doing? See, but what we did, we showed them, listen, the law of the land is the general law that gives due process. Due process, I first have to be told, and then I have to be heard before guilt can ever be determined. After, it has to be after a judgment. Your stupid statute is not general law. You're not giving me notice because you ain't telling me what I did wrong. You're bringing a witness that didn't even observe it, and he's swearing to belief, not facts, and your, your statute presumes guilt, which is on its face unlawful. You really want to do that? And you want to take that to a judge who he has sworn to the Constitution? If I tell the judge, hey, this is what they're doing, that judge's life passes before his eyes. And he's like, holy crap, how does he know this? And the judge, out of self-preservation and probably not righteousness, will strike the case for some administrative thing. And then they'll hide it. They'll, they'll throw it underneath the books and they'll say, we, we, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Why? Because you just freaking smashed the system. You just exposed how they're all being unlawful. But if you don't know what you're doing, tread carefully. This is why when I learn from Dave, we do it in the privacy of the private membership association. We do it where we are able to freely ask questions and do those things. This is not that forum. This is me evangelizing. My platform preaches the gospel because the wisdom that I'm uh, uh, communicating against the statutory jurisdiction is wisdom that comes from Christ against that of Satan. You've got the, the stingy lawyers trying to administratively articulate and control everything versus the law of God, which is simple. It's pure. It, the word is preserved. It's a blessing. There's peace there. 
This is evangelism for me. What I do is I preach the gospel. What I don't do is give legal advice. So when people private message, could you, you know, write a thing? No, I'm not going to write a thing. What I do is I preach the gospel. I preach Christ and him crucified. And I show you the application of Christ's wisdom gave us this nation. And part of the restoration of this nation is a repentance from the way we have been going to the way Christ tells us to go and have the methodology, the dedication, and the devotion to say, I can't read that. It's not true. I'm going to dump it from my brain. I'm going to give up my pride. I'm going to give up my uh, ego. I'm going to give up the fact that I've got 1776 on my handle or I've got a bunch of followers and you know they look to me as the authority. If you're wrong, don't, don't continue to, to let your pride tell you that you're right just because you're wrong. That hurts the people that follow you who think that you're right. And in this case, you've got a journalist from the Gateway Pundit who's probably going to go to jail. He's probably going to go to jail because his attorney hasn't been taught the law. His attorney that he's paying money to isn't going to argue his rights. And his attorney won't have the guts to say this directly at Merrick Garland or directly at whatever federal judge is going to get this. He won't have the courage. Won't do it. And and Steve Baker, now that he's going to be a J6er, my heart goes out to these people because they are unlawfully prosecuted institutionally, but yet not a one of them, not a one of them that I've worked with, and I've talked to over a hundred of them, not a one of them will ever swear to their rights and send it directly to the judge. Not a one of them will swear to their rights and tell the judge he's breaking the law. They won't do it. They won't do it because the knowledge isn't there. And so whenever they get into a time of de- desperation and, and fear, which I, 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 I hate for them, But I also understand their fear and their despair. It goes down to what they believe. And they trust attorneys. And so as long as people trust attorneys, they're going to continue to get the same outcome. So Steve Baker is going to go to jail. I don't want him to. He shouldn't. (laughs) He shouldn't at all. But he's going to because people, you know, they they don't go according to the law. And, and he's got this idea that, well, I'm either, I either have to self-surrender or uh, I'm going to have a SWAT team. That, that's, 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 what she, that's what we think? That's, that's what attorneys are saying? This is, this is the product of law school? You have to turn yourself in or a bunch of people are going to show up with guns. How does that make sense? Where's the rule of law on that? They haven't even told him what they're going to charge him for and you want him to self-surrender? You're a moron. And you're doing this for money freaking hoax anyway folks the gospel is important the gospel is critical if you don't believe the gospel you're going to go to hell i do what i do so that people will believe the gospel believing the gospel begins with hearing it the gospel is god's power unto salvation so if you don't want to go to hell listen the content of the gospel is that jesus christ was born of a virgin he was god entering his creation He was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. He put himself on the cross because he was obeying his father and he was loving us. And then whenever he died, his shed blood washes away those sins. Because to sin against God is to deserve death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So when Jesus took the cross and his blood was shed, and it was a vicious, brutal, bloody death. 
The crucifixion is the worst method of torture and, and murder uh, you know, in human history. Jesus gave his life. He shed his blood so that our sins would be washed away. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 that, the, that Christ's blood washes all records of our wrong. That's all past, all present, all future sins. Three days later, he physically ro- raised, rose from the grave. This is not a spiritual resurrection, though his spirit did also rise, but it's a physical resurrection in that Thomas felt the holes in his hand and the holes in his side. And then Jesus goes on to have the post-resurrection diet that I would not want, which is fish and honey. Don't make sense, but hey, he's God. Amen. Now this response, this message, you've heard it. Now this message is going to go through your ears. It's going to compete with what's in your head. You're going to say, well, I don't believe in Christ because Christians are bigots. Or, I don't believe the Bible because man wrote that book. Or, I don't believe in stuff because some stupid atheist on YouTube said something stupid that's dumb. But I like it because it lets me affirm my sexual uh, needs or my sexual wants. Right? Uh, And so, it's going to compete with all those philosophies and stuff and go down into your heart. When it gets to your heart... It's going to threaten the very God that you worship. Because if you do not worship Christ, you worship not Christ. And that could be you. That could be a politician. That could be uh, some future uh, view of the way that the world should be. It could be money. It could be, uh, you know, people on the internet that you listen to. Uh, It could be all sorts of stuff. Do not, do not reject Christ Do not reject Christ. Now, when Christ takes your heart, when he sits in the throne, that is the Holy Spirit circumcising your heart and cutting away the crap so Christ can sit comfortably in your heart ensconced as king. When you hear the gospel, you obey the gospel. When you believe the gospel, you do the gospel. You are confessing your sins. You're turning away from the way that you have walked. I'm no longer going to just walk and do the things that I was doing. Now that I'm in Jesus, I'm going to about face, forward march, double time march. I'm going to turn around and run. I'm not just going to continue to do what I do. I'm going to turn around and go the other direction. I'm going to obey the gospel. A lot of people get caught up with baptism and they say that baptism is a work. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 says that baptism is the work of God. It's an operation of the Lord. It's not an operation of you. And if you think about baptism, what do you do? If you're dunked in water, you just sit there. Someone else does the dunking and they bring you up. So you're just sitting there and you go down and you go up. God takes you down. God brings you up. That's the faith. It's it's, it's the symbol of I'm obeying the gospel. I'm dying in Christ. My sins are dead in Christ and now I'm coming up. A lot of people don't like that because they think it's a work. They, that, that is a riff of the Reformation that is scared of Catholicism. Now, Catholicism preaches a works salvation. You have to do this in order to be saved. You have to have this and this and all these other things. But the Bible says, and the New Testament preaches, you must be born again. You must be baptized. That's not a work. That's God doing the work. Colossians 2.12. This is not like paying money to earn salvation. This is not, I have to say a certain prayer, a certain hand sign. I have to wear certain clothes. I have to do works that merit righteousness. That's not what this is. This is, Jesus says, do it. Roger that. Roger that. I'm, hey, going to do it. Going to do it. You do what Jesus says because you believe him and you love him or you don't. 
Anyway, believe the gospel, my friends. It's the only way to heaven. Uh, the way that you can best help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Um, what I do is for uh, the Lord to glorify Jesus. I do this to benefit my fellow man so that they could see the wisdom of Jesus, see the wisdom of Christ. I don't want to charge for it, and this is what I do. So if you want to say thank you to me, and you want to help American manufacturing, and you want to get non-toxic, non-hazardous industrial chemical products in your home, you can have them delivered right to your door. You can join at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. If what I've done has educated, illuminated, inspired, uh, encouraged, equipped in any way, that is a way to say thank you. Another way to say thank you is to go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Uh, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Wednesday. I don't know. Um, we're having Christmas on Thursday, and then we're going to go uh, out of state. So um, I don't know. Just stay tuned. <laughs> you can follow me on Telegram or Twitter to figure out where things are going. I'm going to try to squeeze in some content over the break. I appreciate your time, Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow-ish. I don't know. Till then, I'm Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.